This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. And out in the wind column and solidify a postseason bull bid. Georgia State football back on the road this afternoon as they face the Monarchs of Old Dominion here in chilly Norfolk, Virginia. Well, after getting off to a good start at LSU in Baton Rouge last Saturday night, the Panthers looking to put together a complete game here in their finale against the desperate Old Dominion football team. The Monarchs coming into the final game of the regular season at 5 and 6. They are definitely in need of a win to become bowl eligible. Georgia State enters today's game at 6-5, and 3-4 and four in the Sunbelt Conference. Hi again, Panther fans. Welcome to our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker, Georgia State Radio Network microphones coming to you from SB Ballard Stadium in chilly Norfolk, Virginia. Harper, windy and 48 degrees. But above and beyond that, Georgia State looking to snap a four-game losing skid, head into what we hope will be a postseason bowl game on a one-game winning streak. Well, Dave, it is colder here outside than it was inside in the booth from Louisiana State last week where they left the air conditioning on for the whole game. But uh, I, I, I really appreciate you using that word desperate because I think with the last game of the season and you have to win this in order to be bowl eligible, Old Dominion is going to bring out everything and do all that they can to try to win this ball game here today. Panthers have already secured at least the possibility of going to a bowl game. We still don't know how many teams. There's a couple from the Sun Belt that could reach the, the six-win plateau. Uh, a seventh win would uh, obviously go a long way for the Panthers and move them into position where they'd be guaranteed a, a Sun Belt bowl game, which uh, I, I think is just fantastic for them. But uh, they go against a, a very formidable Old Dominion team here today. Well, as I said, think about it. It's a four-game losing skid and losses at Georgia Southern at home with James Madison, Appalachian State last Saturday at LSU. But above and beyond that, if the Panthers can get out of Norfolk with a W, they'd be 7-5 and five with the opportunity at putting together another eight-win season after a 4-8 and eight season a year ago. It would be almost a complete turnaround. Yeah, and if you think, okay, let's look at the worst-case scenario. If we lose and we end up 6-6, six and six, after starting 6-1, and one, that would be a horrible thing for not only the players on the team here that have been a part of such hard work and all the success that's been a part of their senior year, but then the recruiting aspect of that, too, it would change a lot of things. So getting that next next win here today, uh, you've got a good team that you're going against. You're, you're going against the weather. This is the coldest that it's been this entire season. There's some guys that are wearing sleeves. There's a few that are not. Remember when we played at Appalachian State about eight years ago when Nick Arbuckle went out in pregame warm-ups with just a, not even a T-shirt. He went out bare-chested and it had snowed, and he had one of the poorest games of his career. He, his body was frozen from doing that. So I hope none of the other Panthers take that as a, a stride in the right direction of where they need to go here today. Old Dominion has lost three of their last four, but they're coming off a last-second field goal win 
in Statesboro over Georgia Southern. Yeah, that was huge for them. Uh, you look at highlights of that and the place they went nuts. It was on the road. As you said, the last second for your field goal kicker to get one. Um, obviously a big win for them and to keep hopes alive for them to if they get a sixth win and they've got five uh, they'll be right where they want to be in terms of Sunbelt success and uh, possibility of going to a bowl game. A couple of milestones coming out of the LSU game last week Darren Granger, Georgia State's quarterback, 52nd career touchdown pass as a Panther and that passed the record of 51 previously set by Nick Arbuckle Yeah, uh, what a career Darren's had since he first got here remember he was at Furman for a couple years and then he what's he coming here for why does he want to play for Georgia State when uh, we've been so glad to have him and and a great career and you know he's around 66 percent with his completion percentage this year he has 2,161 yards 15 touchdowns only five interceptions I know there's probably two or three of those that he'd love to have back but nonetheless his uh his completion percentage and everything that he's done in terms of his leadership has been outstanding while he's been here as a Panther. It was our ticket smarter, smart play of the game last Saturday night. Marcus Carroll, 44-yard touchdown run, his 13th rushing touchdown of the season, and he also went over 2,000 yards rushing for his career. And we're going to talk to him in the next segment of our Panther pregame show. Well, what a outstanding season he's had. Remember last year, got to talk to him a little bit after the Southern Miss game. He just broke open and uh, showed everybody what he could do. Five yards a carry. You mentioned the 13 touchdowns. Darren Granger also at five yards a carry. So we've got roughly 1,900 yards in rushing this season. Uh, we're certainly going to go over that here today. Um, but uh, what, a, what a success on the ground that the Georgia State Panthers have had this year. Scouting report on the other side of the football. The one guy you got to focus on, Jason Henderson, 6'1", 227 from Pennsylvania. Harper might be the best middle linebacker, dash linebacker in the Sun Belt. 165 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, five sacks, five quarterback hurries. We've got guys that have played, well, a lot of teams have guys that have played the same amount of games and they don't have 65, and he's got 165. He's everywhere. He's what I would call an all-compass guy. North, south, east, west, it doesn't matter. He gets to the ball. He's just got that it factor. Uh, Joe Peterson was the guy that had that for us, but uh, Henderson is cer certainly a guy that you have to watch where he is and account for him. Hopefully you don't have to double-team him on every play. But if we can run up the middle against a guy like that, then uh, that bodes well for what the Panthers are going to try to do here today. And good news during the week, Kevin Swint, I'm told, is set to return to the lineup. Thank good to you. Good yes, to absolutely. But, but Montavious Cunningham, questionable game-time decision, as is Shamar McCollum. So... Kevin's coming back. Shamar is questionable. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's, what a tremendous uh, difference he's made in, in in the season that he's been able to play. Been out for the last couple weeks, but uh, with the amount of sacks and the pressures that he's able to get and forcing the quarterback out of the pocket, that's the real big thing for me. And I, I know that Montavious, it looked early in the game like he turned his ankle, so I'm not sure exactly what happened uh, or, or how bad of an injury it was in Baton Rouge but uh, uh, we wish him the best and hope that he can get back on the field as quickly as possible Alright, coming up as we continue on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff, we're going to preview today's game with running back Marcus Carroll, the 2,000 yard man, a little later on we'll talk to head coach Sean Elliott Comes your way after this two minute break from Norfolk, Virginia, coming up Georgia State Old Dominion, we're back in two minutes on the Georgia State Football Radio Network when you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, 
Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Lusab Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Norfolk with Dave and Harper. We're back here in Norfolk. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Final game of the regular season before Georgia State has uh, heads to a bowl game. They're going to take on the Monarchs of Old Dominion, joined right now by Mr. 2000 Man, and that is uh, running back Marcus Carroll, uh, just back from uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, but congratulations, the 44-yard touchdown run, the rest of the yards you got, you went over 2,000 yards. That's quite an accomplishment. I know you'd have loved to have gotten out of Baton Rouge with a W, but that's yeah. still a pretty cool number. Yeah, it's definitely a blessing, a uh, bit thanks to the, to the well, obviously, he was blocking the perimeter, and the guy was blocking up front for me. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely a blessing to have, uh, accomplish that. That reminded me a little bit of Tucker Gregg's run at Auburn yeah. uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. I said, run, Marcus. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tucker had a, a good run. And, man, and, yeah, it's just a blessing, man. When I, uh, I broke, man, I, I wish I would zoom in and see my eyes. My eyes just wide, man. But, no, nah, it's, it, it's definitely something I'm always remember for the rest of my life. All right, before we uh, talk a little bit about the uh, final game against Old Dominion, uh, what's that like when you ride out on the field at uh, at Baton Rouge? It takes a little getting used to for the first couple of minutes, and then it seemed like offensively Georgia State, so you guys settled right in. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. When we, uh, we came in the atmosphere, it was definitely a great atmosphere. Um, you know, it was, it, the crowd was it was going, and uh, it, it was just it was just all uh, good. You know, um, like I said, I, I, I love playing those type of atmospheres. Uh, it's just it's what makes college football, honestly. And uh, yeah, we got settled in pretty pretty good um it, we wasn't really rattled uh, and I, we play we play right there with him so um yeah <laughs> yeah then you come right out and drive right
right down the field, score a touchdown, and that LSU crowd's like looking around. They yeah. kind of quieted everybody a little bit. Yeah, shot them there. Like, they didn't expect us to punch them in the mouth like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely. We was toe-to-toe with them for at least that uh, first half, definitely. All right, again, talking to Marcus Carroll. So we get ready to play the final game of the regular season, the Monarchs of Old Dominion. I always say at this time of the year, it's, it's you know, you, you, the summers are long, then you got fall practice, and, you know, we, we all look forward to that first game. All of a sudden, we're talking about the final game of the regular season. It's like, where did time go? Yeah, time fly by, especially when you're in the season, man, and you, you're having fun with your guys and everything's going to get Time's flying before you know it. You know, it's, it's the last game of the season coming up. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, a little bit uh, going back to last Saturday, the way the offense played in that first quarter, it kind of reminded me of the way this offense was really clicking on all cylinders in those first five, six games of the regular season. It looked like you all of a sudden you got it back, you know, as a unit uh, that first quarter at LSU. Yeah, just uh, just getting our identity back, getting our swagger back, and just, you know, just having fun and playing football, you know. That's, that's really all it was, really. Yeah, and obviously, you know, a lot on the line. You got an opportunity for a seven-win season, uh, regular season, which hasn't been done here before. So, still another box that you could potentially check coming uh, coming out of there on Saturday. Yeah, definitely uh, another another check off the list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, never been done in school history. Got to get got to get it done. <laughs> All right, again, talking to Marcus Carroll. Old Dominion, uh, again, you play the final two games on the road. Uh, they've got a pretty good linebacker named Jason Henderson. The kid is a tackle machine. I know you're with your speed, you're going to try to stay away from that kid. Yeah, I mean, if I have to run into him, I'll run into him. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's going it's to be great. But I love competitors like this, so um, it's going to be a good game. The final week of practice, it's been spirited from what I've seen out there as you get ready for this one. Uh what what are some of the things that you're looking for from practice this week? It's kind of a short week. It, it's been a short week because of the holiday, uh, you know, getting ready for this final game. Uh, yeah, just guys just focusing and uh, just paying attention to detail for uh, doing your job and just having fun and just cherishing the moments, honestly. Um, just, but uh, just play our, our brand of football, you know, and stick with it, though. Darren Granger had a touchdown. You you went over 2,000 yards. Darren, with a touchdown, becomes the all-time leader in touchdowns thrown for Georgia State. You two have been quite a tandem, you know, not not just this year, but but this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Darren's my guy, man, and he's he has to say he's goal-driven. Um, and we all we just we just we just love the game of football, honestly. Yeah. Is it nice knowing that there's a bowl game bid out there waiting, uh, no matter what happens on Saturday, I mean uh, tonight, but uh, this afternoon, but hopefully, you know, you get that seventh win and you take that momentum into the another postseason game? No, definitely. Uh, this win, we definitely need this win. I mean, gosh, man, we we, we got, what is it, it's the fourth loss straight, man. We, yeah, we got, we got, we need this momentum going, especially going into the bowl game. All right, well, let's play a good one today. Run well, and uh, hopefully uh, you get out of we get out of here with a W, and then we'll see what the postseason brings. Yes, sir, definitely. All right, that's Marcus Carroll joining us here in our Panther pregame show countdown to kick off again. Georgia State Old Dominion coming up after this two-minute timeout. We'll talk about today's game with head football coach Sean Elliott as our preview continues from Norfolk, Virginia. Back in two minutes here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue. Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. 
But Brooke Slaw says, don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here in Norfolk, Virginia, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing. It's the final game of the regular season, Georgia State. And the Monarchs of Old Dominion, Georgia State at 6-5, and five, coming off the loss at uh, LSU last week. And Old Dominion at 5-6. and six. They're 4-3 and three in league play. They beat Georgia Southern 20-17 to 17 last Saturday down in Statesboro for the Panthers. Again, final game of the regular season, already bowl eligible. Pleased to be joined right now by Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott. And uh, here we are, final game of the regular season. I feel like every time we do this, it's like, where did the season go? It, it seems like it's flown by. Yeah, you know, uh, especially as a football coach, I mean, it's just a continuously grind, you know, from <laughs> Sunday to Sunday. It, it never stops. And uh, here we are in the last regular season game. We do have another postseason game ahead of us, but uh, got a conference game left right here finishing out, uh, trying to set the tone on with uh, a win against Old Dominion tonight, or today, I should say, and uh, finish off with the most regular season wins or tie, tie that mark. So uh, a lot to play for. All right, well, we didn't get a chance to talk to you following the uh, LSU game, and we talked, obviously, in the pregame about the atmosphere and all that. What would you take away from that? That uh, We got off to a great start in that football game, and then the 15th-ranked team in the country and the Heisman Trophy candidate kind of rose to the occasion. Well, you know, I thought we played really well for about 26 minutes, and uh, we missed a throw there um, right there at the right four-minute mark, four-and-a-half-minute mark, whatever it was, uh, to Robert Lewis for – for you know to tie the game up to 21-21 and then they they kind of took over that that quarterback's a pretty good quarterback and uh you know it, it was tough it was tough you can't get any pressure on him and uh that's that's difficult for your secondary and they threw it over the top on us a few times and that's it's just a hard thing to do but uh you know uh we played hard it wasn't uh wasn't a situation where our guys you know uh hung their head or quit or anything like that so uh you know we're going to move forward i thought our offense uh did quite well we we weren't outmatched in any of the scenarios that we saw out there from the offensive line to the, the our, our wide receivers to our backs our quarterback i thought we all played really well in the offense uh and something we haven't seen in a few weeks so hopefully that continues well, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks in your years. Is that the most elusive quarterback that you've ever seen, the the Jaden Daniels kid? Absolutely not. I played with the best quarterback probably in the history of college football in Armani Edwards. And uh, to this day, I don't care who steps on that field. I don't think there's ever going to be another quarterback like him. 
All right, a couple of things uh, coming out of that that uh, shine brightly on Georgia State. Marcus Carroll had that great 44-yard touchdown run. That was his 13th rushing touchdown. He went over 2,000 yards for his career. That's quite an accomplishment for him. Yeah, you know, and if, if I'd have probably been like Brian Kelly, I could have left Marcus in there and he could rush for 150 yards. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's times to – to do things the right way, and we did things the right way, and I wanted some other guys to get in there and get some reps. So, uh, But Marcus, is uh, he's a great back. I think we've all witnessed that this season and uh, hoping for a big-time great day from him. All right, before I ask you about Darren Granger real quick, you're right. At the end, it was really cool. You're putting in some guys to be able to play in that atmosphere. I thought that was really cool that you did that. Well, you know, that's, uh, they work hard, and uh, any time you get a chance to let them go out there and experience something, uh, just like Terry, our running back. You know, Terry, he, he's a – He's a senior, and he transferred in here. He had one year left for us, and he was never going to be able to play in that environment. And to get a carry there at LSU, he'll always remember it. And, uh, you know, that's uh, you, sometimes you you got to do that. And uh, it made him have a big smile on his face, and I was just happy to see some guys get in there and they hadn't played. Again, talking to Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott, here in our Panther pregame show, Georgia State Old Dominion final game. Darren Granger, first touchdown that he threw, uh, his 52nd career touchdown pass as a Panther. That passes the record previously set by Nick Arbuckle. Again, another fantastic. I know they're numbers, but it just goes to show what Darren has uh, been able to do here and what he's meant to the program. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of touchdowns to throw. And uh, he's done a tremendous job. He played especially uh, well at LSU he was confident he delivered the ball on time they were crisp he was really good in his reads and uh one of his better performances if if you were to ask me and uh I told him he had lost his mojo a little bit at Louisiana Lafayette a few weeks prior and I said listen it's time to get it back so we're hoping he continues that trend and uh and he's going to continue with a big day today all right, let's talk real quick. A scouting report on Old Dominion. Again, the final game starts with their quarterback, Grant Wilson. Uh, on the defensive side, though, the guy is a tackle and tackle for loss machine, and that is that uh, the Henderson kid, Jason Henderson. 42. I mean, he's everywhere. He makes every tackle on every single play. It doesn't matter if you throw a go route or a seam route. He's on the play. If you run inside zone, he's on the play. You run speed option, he's on the play. Hell, he's tackling people on the sidelines, in the stands. If I were somebody, I'd hire him for a security job because he would damn take care of you pretty nicely. But now he's a great football player. I love watching guys like him play. And then, of course, offensively, they're going to spread you out. They're going to be a tempo offense. Uh, You're going to see a lot of really spread wide formations with their wide receivers. Uh, They'll take what they can get uh, with the inside run game. And uh, if you're not out there paying attention, they're going to beat you with the pass. So uh, we've got our... Uh, tall task ahead of us, slowing those guys down. Hopefully we're going to get back and get some pressure on him, uh, contain the run, and have us a great day. All right, and lastly, Coach, uh, the injury situation was great, having Jakias Cradle back uh, in the stable of receivers. Uh, is there a possibility Kevin Swint may be back for the final game? Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, everyone's going to be all hands on deck for this one. Kevin's going to be back. Uh, Cradle's going to be right there. You know, he, he was kind of a – not questionable, but uh, we knew he could play, but he hadn't played and practiced in a whole lot. Uh, he's going to have a full week of practice. Kevin's going to have a full week of practice, and we're going to be ready to go. All right, coaches, always appreciate it. Let's get out of Norfolk with a W. Let's do it. Let's do this thing the right way. All right, I want to thank Georgia State's head football coach, as always, Sean Elliott, joining me for a few minutes here in Norfolk, Virginia. Coming up, Georgia State Old Dominion. We're back with the starting lineups, the opening kickoff. Right after this timeout, two-minute break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. 
featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Usopp Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing final segment as we get ready for Georgia State and the Monarchs of Old Dominion. Again, great to have Kevin Swint back. Again, Montavious Cunningham, Shamar McCullum, our game time question marks as to whether or not they'll be able to go today. But I really hope Georgia State, Harper, can get off to the same kind of start we got off to at LSU of all places. Yeah, we've been a team that when you win the coin flip, you want to take the ball and start offensively, and it's paid some real nice dividends for the team. Uh, it did again, as you mentioned, against LSU, and you mentioned you know, the tackle machine that is for Old Dominion. I hope that that's a, a call to arms here for Justin Abraham and John Trey Hunter and Venziel and some of these other guys that are playing linebacker for us that uh, are going to get a chance here to say, hey, I can tackle too, and I'm a pretty doggone good football player. So I think that that will spread into our locker room just as much as it has from an Old Dominion side. So I'm looking forward to seeing how defenses here take care of each other in uh, in the early portion of this ballgame. By the way, looking at the Sunbelt Conference and the Sunbelt East, counting James Madison, there are five schools that are bowl eligible Again, five, counting James Madison, Marshall and Old Dominion, both with five wins. That's why this is such a big game today here for the Monarchs. Over in the Sunbelt West, four teams are eligible, and Louisiana Lafayette currently sitting there with five wins. You're going to have almost the entire Sunbelt Conference bowl eligible by the end of the day today. Yeah, there could be 9, 10, 11, and that doesn't include James Madison, and we won't go into that, uh, at least not right now, but Louisiana is at home against UL Monroe. They play their opening kickoff is an hour after ours is today. So very interesting to see whether or not Louisiana gets to another bowl game. All right, here's the starting lineup for Georgia State this afternoon when the Panthers are on offense on that offensive line. Travis Glover's the left tackle. Jonathan Brown, the left guard, with Avery Reese at center. On the right side, right guard is Trevor Timmons, and we hope Montavious Cunningham. The quarterback is Darren Granger. Running back Marcus Carroll, tight end Amon Green. And the starting receivers, Robert Lewis, Talik Williams, 
and Jakari Carter. Defensively, when the unit is on the field, Javon Dennis and Anthony Bloom, your defensive ends. Henry Bryant, the nose guard. Outside linebacker will either be Kevin Swint or Shamar McCollum if Shamar is able to go. Inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter and Justin Abraham. The safeties, Ty G. Leach and Jeremiah Johnson. The star is Ronald Cooper. The corners, Bright Keith Brown and Gavin Pringle. Handling the place kicking, Liam Rickman, Cade Loggins will handle the punting. Brayton McAllister, the kickoffs. And in his seventh season, Sean Elliott, the head football coach of the Georgia State Panthers. Old Dominion, led by quarterback Grant Wilson and linebacker Jason Henderson, Ricky Ronnie is the Old Dominion Monarchs head coach. Top of the hour stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Norfolk, Virginia this afternoon. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. That's Atlanta. And now more Panther football on 97.5 Glory FM. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia Sun State. Sun shining brightly here at SB Ballard Stadium as we get ready for Georgia State and the Monarchs of Old Dominion. As I said to coach, long summer fall practice all of a sudden here we are talking we're playing the final game of the regular season yeah well we don't know how many of those long hours the coach has been trying to get some sleep and his eyes are wide open looking at the ceiling trying to figure out uh, how do i fix this and how do i make this better and how do we get one more win out of these guys i mean there's so many different things that a, a head coach or an assistant and a coordinator they all go through it it's a long year and uh, you every year you get to the end of it and here we are in Norfolk, Virginia against Old Dominion I have to admit Dave the stadium when we were here. What was it about ten years ago? Um, vastly different uh, they they spent a pretty penny, but not like what some universities this wasn't a hundred million dollar project I don't know exactly how much it cost but what a quaint little stadium that it is in the end zone You're right on top of the action uh, they spent a fortune on that, but here the press box, it's fantastic. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Sun shining brightly here. It's chilly in the mid-40s as we get set for the coin toss at midfield. Georgia State and Old Dominion coming up next here from Norfolk, Virginia on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Now with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Hi again, Panther fans, and good afternoon from a chilly Norfolk, Virginia. Georgia State football back on the radio as the Panthers close out the regular season as they take on the Monarchs of Old Dominion. Right now, the coin toss at midfield, Georgia State and Old Dominion. Old Dominion has won the coin toss, and they defer, which might be good news for Georgia State. The Panthers have been successful when they've had the football to start the season, uh, start the game. Our desire offensively is let's take the ball, first possession, and let's go right down the field. So Old Dominion does win the toss, and they will defer, as Dave said. So uh, we'll get the ball first. We'll have to punt it to them in the, or kick off to them in the third quarter. But for right now, we're going to start with the football. Broadcast crew this afternoon here from Norfolk. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, Jeff Walker, our studio producer, 
at our flagship 88.5 FM WRAS. Mike Watford at WGTJ 97.5 FM in Gainesville, Georgia. Shout out to those of you listening on the GSU Athletics mobile app as well as LowCountryRadio.com. Georgia State, again, at 6-5 and five overall, 3-4 and four in Sunbelt Conference play, trying to snap a four-game losing skid coming off that loss in Baton Rouge to LSU last Saturday night, 56-14. Old Dominion at 5-6, and six, backs against the wall as they, along with Marshall and Louisiana, look to become bowl eligible in the final game of the regular season. Handling the kickoffs... For the Monarchs of Old Dominion, Ethan Sanchez, he's actually a Georgia kid out of North Paulding High School in Dallas, Georgia. Talik Williams is back deep for Georgia State as we are just about set to kick this one off from Norfolk, Virginia. Well, another big opportunity here for the Panthers. They had one last week. They played in front of 100,000 fans. They're at Tiger Stadium. We don't have the same capacity here, but uh, nonetheless, the meaning for this game, especially from a Sunbelt standpoint, is just as important. Panthers, white pants, white jerseys, blue helmets, white pants, navy blue jerseys, blue helmets for the home team today, Old Dominion. Here we go, just about set to kick this one off at 2.02 p.m. Eastern time. Again, here's the kick from Sanchez. Talik Williams will watch this one bounce into the end zone to his right. The football will come out to the 25-yard line now for Darren Granger, Marcus Carroll, and the Georgia State offensive unit. We usually take it at the far hash. It's where they're going to line up. Now, the one thing, the Panthers are going from right to left across your radio dial, and the, the wind which is gusting in the mid-20s at some points here in the ball game, is going from left to right. So it'll be in our face here for at least the first quarter. We'll get to turn around and we'll get to have it in our back, but uh, Panthers ready to go. All right, first and 10 from the 25-yard line. Marcus Carroll, lone setback. They're going to put Talik Williams in motion. They're going to fake the handoff. Quick pass, Robert Lewis. And Lewis gets run out of bounds at the 28-yard line. So right away, first play, go to the air and put it in the hands of your playmaker. Well, you fake giving it to Marcus, and that absorbs your linebackers just enough, and you go throw it to the outside, a four-yard pickup with uh, forward progress, almost five full yards. So nice job for the Panthers. Second down at six. Quick toss off the hike to Talik Williams, who runs coast-to-coast, east-west, and he's going to run, pick up the first down as he'll get across the 35 out at the 38-yard line. As soon as the ball was snapped, quick toss to Talik Williams in motion, running to the far side of the field. He gets run out of bounds into the Georgia State sideline. The Panthers pick up the first down. Eight-yard run there. Nice little jet sweep, and uh, the action creates the first down. Panthers take over at the 38. Empty backfield, and it's going to be a run play here for Darren Granger. Breaks free, got across the 40, up close to the 45. I think they'll place it at the 43-yard line, but a nice run, and running in traffic that time by Granger. Yeah, it looked like Darren was going to get hit behind the line of scrimmage, but it was a called quarterback possession there. He was going to keep it the whole way. Second down at five after that five-yard scamper there on the keeper by Granger. Early here in the first quarter from Norfolk, Virginia. Marcus Carroll set back just to his right. And they will let Marcus run with it for the first time. He'll try to run in behind 
the left side of the offensive line. He gets stacked up there. Chris Trinidad first in there on the tackle. I'm sure Jason Henderson was somewhere in and around there, but Trinidad will get credit for the tackle. That'll be his 28th tackle of the season. Empty backfield again. Three wide here to the near side. Two wide outs to the right here for Darren Granger. Third down and three. Three-man front. Everyone else is dropped off right now, so it only looks like we're going to have to have the block three. Snap to Darren. Granger going to look to throw the football. Down the near sideline intended for Robert Lewis. And that's going to bring up fourth down. You surprised they went for a pass like that downfield needing three? Well, as much as anything, it was the wind that held that ball up, and it ended up landing. Uh, Robert was running almost right there on the sideline, and the ball ended up at the top of the numbers. So there's about a seven or eight yard difference between where it needed to go and where it ended up. But there at midfield, um, unfortunately, we, the, the run didn't work and forces us to punt. So Cade Loggins will punt the football. Isaiah Page is back deep. He will not have a play on it. A Georgia State bounces. It bounces inside the 15 at the, at the 14-yard line. There is a flag on the play, though. The ball takes a really nice Georgia State. It bounced at about the 35-yard line. It ends up at the 9 into the wind also. So uh, nice little job there. But there's flags in the middle of the field and then on the sideline. So I'm not sure if there was an ineligible player. Illegal equipment. On the return team, two number fives doing the play. That's a five-yard penalty from the previous spot. First and ten, Georgia State. No, first and ten, Old Dominion. Old Dominion, yeah, that's your referee today, Trennis Livingston. And you can tell how windy it is here at SB Ballard Stadium by hearing the wind going into his referee's mic. Red Hat's on the field. We're scoreless early here in the first quarter. Well, wait, we get the ball back, Dave. We're going to get the ball back. We got to take a break. Back in 60 seconds from Norfolk, Virginia. Scoreless Georgia State and Old Dominion. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Georgia Power is the official energy sponsor of Georgia State Athletics. More about new ways to stay connected at georgiapower.com. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle back here in Norfolk, Virginia. The penalty, illegal equipment levied against Old Dominion. Georgia State's going to have the ball back first down at midfield. Yeah, they're marking it right there at the 50-yard line, right in the middle of the field. It's an interesting call because one, you've got two players with the same number. That's what the illegal equipment is, but the ball was in the 43-yard line. We had it at the 43. We threw the incompletion on third down. 
So it actually, to me, it's a seven-yard penalty, which which doesn't make sense. But uh, we get the ball back. Good news there for the Panther offense. So let me turn my sheets back over. Offense, defense, and Darren Granger, Marcus Carroll, the receivers, the offensive linemen, all back on the field after the penalty. Single setback, Marcus Carroll lines up just to the right of Granger. Again, the Panthers averaging 26 points a game, 178 on the ground, 201 in the air. For a total of 379 on average in the first 11 football games. Still waiting to come out of this television timeout for play to resume. We've got about another 10 seconds. Panthers will have their five offensive linemen together, and then they've gone with the formation where they've got a tight end, and a receiver right behind him at the bottom of the numbers, really halfway between the numbers and the sideline. And then on the other side of the field, Kadarius Thompson below the numbers with the receiver right back. So there's four guys wide, two on each side. All right, first and ten now for Georgia State. Ball right on the 50-yard line. Fake the handoff to Carroll. Pass out in the flat here. A screen pass to Robert Lewis. Yards after the catch, he's able to push it into Old Dominion territory. A four-yard pickup down to the 46-yard line. Wayne Matthews on the tackle there out of Largo, Florida. That's his 106th tackle. They got three or four guys with north of 100 tackles in 11 ball games this year. Again, led by the middle linebacker, the Henderson kid. So pickup of three, second and seven. And here's the snap to Darren. Keep an eye on the pitch there. Run pass option. Granger sidestep one on coming old DU tackler. Turned back upfield. Got across the 40. Inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. Ashton Whitner comes up with the tackle there on the stop of Darren Granger. He's out of Greenville, South Carolina. Look where he transferred from. Georgia Southern. Couldn't like it. He didn't like it there either. Good for him. First and 10 now for Georgia State. Football at the 42-yard line. I make that the 38-yard line. Here's the snap to Darren. And they're going to run it straight up the middle with Marcus Carroll. Right into the teeth of the Old Dominion defensive line. And he's close to picking up another. Well, they are going to give it to him. He got the first down. He got 11. Inside the 30. And they will place it at the 26-yard line. Nice run. We got a timeout called. It's an official's timeout, injury timeout here to the Monarchs of Old Dominion. Boy, what a powerful run there by Marcus. He just runs right in between right guard and tackle. And contact made maybe two, three yards down past the line of scrimmage. So that would have been on the 35-yard line, 33, and then he just powers his way inside the 30 to the 26, keeps his feet moving. The injured... Old Dominion Monarch is Sean Asbury, a junior strong safety. Kid, tra- kid transferred from Boston College. Holding your old neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, Georgia State, first and 10, 11.51 to go here in the first quarter from Norfolk, Virginia. And a football right now at the 26-yard line. Georgia State right to left across your radio dial or whatever device you're listening to us on this afternoon. Single setback just to the right of Granger's Marcus Carroll. 
Amon Green, the tight end, in motion. The extra blocker up front. And I'm going to fake the handoff. Going to be a pass over here. Caught Robert Lewis. 19-yard line. Still on his feet. 15-yard line. Gets hit three and four directions inside the 15 to the 9-yard line. Another Georgia State first down. Great job of stopping and, and catching the football one and then making him making the guy miss. And, and then get it, they'll mark it down at the 14-yard line. It sure looked like he got to the 13, Dave, but they're going to give it to him at the 14. Excellent job of Robert avoiding the tackle, the first guy that was going to make contact with him, and getting another first down for the Panthers. First and 10 now for the Panthers. By the way, 63 catches on the year for Robert Lewis, two already in this game. They will hand it off. Marcus Carroll going to try to take it up the middle and maybe got a yard. Possibly two. Taj Rael first in on the tackle there for Old Dominion. He's a Charlotte, North Carolina kid. That would give him 70 tackles on the year. 6'2", 188, a junior defensive back. They're going to give Marcus two. And it's going to be second and eight from the 12-yard line. Avery Reese under the center. Here's the snap to Granger. And they're going to run it again with Marcus Carroll. Flag on the play thrown from the backfield Jason Henderson picks up the tackle holding offense number 65 10-yard penalty from the previous spot replay second down so it'll back Georgia State up 10 yards the penalty flag assessed to Avery Reese your center the senior from Anderson South Carolina and the Panthers will get the ball back at the 22-yard line. In between the 22 and the 23. All right, we're going to go with the diamond formation here to the near side. Second down and 18-yard line. Uh, 18 yards coming up here for Georgia State. Granger will go with the empty backfield. The diamond formation of four wideouts over here to the left side. Here's the snap. Granger going to go ahead and run with the football. Runs straight ahead, getting a big push. And he will get close to the 15-yard line. They'll place it at the 16. And it will bring up third down here for Georgia State. We're inside of 10 minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Great balance and footwork by, there by Darren Granger. Just kept his, I thought he was dead to right, Dave, at about the 22-23 yard line. But he gets it down to the 16. Does a terrific job of keeping his feet moving and allowing what you would call the bush push with the offensive line to keep moving him forward. Granger out of the shotgun now on third down and 12. Here's the snap to Darren. Granger looking. He's got a run, got a lot of room. 15, 10, 5. Granger, big push into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. What a run by Darren Granger. Oh, he met a Mack truck, number 29. That was Marcus Knight that uh, met him at the two-yard line. Marcus ends up on his back in the end zone. And Darren Granger with one of the toughest runs that I've ever seen out of him. What a fantastic carry. The pocket was collapsing around him. At about the 18-yard line, he decides to take off. And what about the three or four, there was a big collision. He ends up winning it. It's 6-0 now with the PAT to come. Liam Rickman on to attempt the PAT. Seth Glossier, long snapper. Loggins will hold. There's the kick. It is up. The officials underneath the crossbar look at one another, and it is good. Georgia State, it's going to go officially as a 16-yard touchdown run by Darren Granger. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of this timeout. Back from Norfolk, Virginia, in 60 seconds, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
So Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. <laughs> Back here in Norfolk, Virginia, Georgia State football on the radio network this afternoon, brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. The drive stats on this opening touchdown drive scored by Georgia State. 12-play drive, 75 yards, 5 minutes and 44 seconds. Does it remind you of LSU on the opening drive a week ago? Without the penalty, but we did get a penalty out against us in the red zone, and then we had one of those against LSU as well. So uh, very similar in, in many regards, but uh, bottom line is you get in the red zone and you get 7. Uh, you got to keep doing that throughout the ballgame. One thing that excites me about today with Kevin Swint coming back, Georgia State's only had one sack in their last three ballgames against JMU, Appalachian State, LSU. Old Dominion, Harper, has allowed 53 sacks 53. in their first 11 isn't that, an, isn't that an amazing number? I, I'm just shocked when I saw that. I go, that has to be a typo. We've given up 19. Um, 15 is how many Old Dominion had, but 53. So that, that they like going forward. But they have a hard time, their offensive line, going backwards. And so that ought to be somewhere. Kevin, welcome back, buddy. Let's see how many you can get here today. You and a few others. I imagine there'll be some blitzes that will try to confuse their quarterback and the wide receivers. But uh, they, their numbers are very similar to ours uh, in terms of third and fourth down percentages. The amount of yards between the two of us isn't all that different at all. They, they average 153 on the ground, 200 in the air. We're 178 on the ground and 200 in the air. So 354 is what they average per game. We're at 379. Isaac Kone, the freshman from Decatur, will handle the kickoffs here this afternoon. Back deep, Lamarian Jones and Amarian Granger. And here is the kick from the 35, end over end kick. It's going to come towards James. It'll bounce just inside the 15. He Balls fumbled out. the football. But there's going to be a flag on the play. Now it's Jeremiah Johnson yep. made the hit, and they're going yep. to call that a target. They're trying to lift this guy up, and he, they, he's, he's hurt. Well, he's hurt. He really is. The ball bounced. Officially. So the head linesman is the one closest. He was at the goal line. The ball bounced at about, what, about the 12 to 14-yard line. It goes yeah. straight up in the air, and the receiver has to go underneath it. By the time he gets it, Jeremiah Doing the play, Johnson. Personal foul, targeted on the kicking team. The previous play is on further review. Well, we have seen it. A TV. Well, it happened so quick. It's not, 
I don't the helmet wasn't involved. It looked like it was the right forearm coming across that just took his legs right out from underneath him. Yeah, if it is the forearm, and this is Laney, Raheem Laney is a wide receiver for us. I thought it was Jeremiah Johnson, so forgive me. They're going to take a look at it. Now they showed the replay while I was looking down, so I haven't seen it, but basically I thought it was a shoulder-to-shoulder. -shoulder. And they're going to take a break. Yeah, so that previous play is under review, and while it is, and the sports medicine staff of Old Dominion tends to Lamarian James will go ahead and break away take a timeout we're back to Norfolk Virginia 7-0 Georgia State the early lead here at Old Dominion we're back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State football radio network Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership what does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Georgia State football on the radio network this afternoon from Norfolk, Virginia, made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Of course, Harper, when you're watching it in real time, you don't really know exactly what happened definitively until you get a After chance review, to see it on the replay. There's no targeting on yep. the play. Number 16 for Georgia State may remain in the game. Number six. Ronald was down at the spot. First and 10, Old Dominion. Well, we're lucky we didn't get the, or not lucky, but the ball popped loose. I'm watching the shoulder-to-shoulder. Uh, -shoulder. Now, Dave said while well, we were uh, in the break, he goes, it looks like there was helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact, and you have to really slow it down. You were talking about the speed and everything in real time, um, but it, it, it appears, and, and it certainly is a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder collision, but uh, Rainey's, or excuse me, uh, Lemurian James is still down. Uh, and, and what is interesting to me is that one of the Georgia State players hit him on the shoulder, just tapped him with his hand uh, after he was hit, and then he falls completely flat to the ground. He was almost sitting up. And then a couple of his players wanted to pick him up and, and get him on his feet, and, and then they realized, uh, I'm not moving too well. So I'm hoping there wasn't an injury from, you know, uh, friendly fire, if you will from an old dominion but they've put a brace down on the ground a, a board that they'll put him on you've taken his shoulder pads off and how many is that seven eight people all around him right now i mean they're tight on him so uh, they are right there to take care of him and to do their very best to make sure he is quickly and and properly given all the medical attention that he needs so an official's timeout obviously still continuing here 
at Ballard Stadium as uh, they tend to Lamarian James. They've got him on the flat board. And the next step will be for those six or seven or eight folks that are tending to him to lift him onto the back of that golf cart. Well, my count, there's 13 medical staff around. There's eight people from head to toe. Two up by his head, one on each side of his shoulder, his waist, and, and where his knees would be. There's a couple at the other end. I'm sure they're all synchronizing with one another. Okay, we're going to get underneath you now, and we're going to lift you up. But they still have yet to do that. So obviously the safest thing is to ask him some questions and what can you do and what can't you do. This doesn't happen all the time. So I'm sure there's a, a first time for some of the medical staff. They've never had to deal with something like this before. But obviously the most important thing is they raise him up now to his... Uh, to waist level and they are going to escort him over there's no ambulance but this is one of those they call them the gators these green uh, multi-purpose vehicles and that's going to take him off the field into the locker room where he'll get even further medical attention 9:14 remaining here in the first quarter old dominion with the ball first down at their own 17-yard line when play resumes. All the Old Dominion players have come over and huddled around the the Gator golf cart, whatever you want to call it, yeah. as uh, he's about to be taken into the locker room for further medical attention. Now here's a little pep talk now by Ricky Rainey, the head coach. He's going to use this as an opportunity to uh, get the focus back of his players and quote-unquote verbally whip them into shape so that they are able to uh, reduce the deficit and get themselves back in the ballgame. So the defense will go over to the sideline. Most of the offense is on the field right now. And we're waiting again for official Trentus Livingston to uh, call everybody to play. By the way, there was a question mark about whether Shamar McCollum would be able to play. He was listed as a game-time decision. I can tell you he's out there right now. Yep, on the field. Again, first and 10, ball at the 17-yard line for Grant Wilson and the Old Dominion offense. Here's their first play on their first offensive possession. 7-0 Georgia State here in Norfolk snap to Wilson and they're gonna go ahead and run the football straight ahead Keyshawn Wicks the redshirt junior from Monk's Corner South Carolina and now we got pushing and shoving and this is really turning into a big big scrum out there by the 35 yard line well away from where the play finished yeah. Javon Harvey, a wide receiver, just basically took a, his right hand and punched one of our players. Didn't see what happened before. What's funny is I think he went after he went after not, not Rakeem Laney, but he went after right keys. Uh, he went after Jeremiah Johnson, who wears the same number, one on offense, one on defense. How do you not throw a penalty flag with somebody doing something like that? Javon Harvey and Isaiah Page, wideouts to the far side. They stick two wideouts here to the near side. Murphy and Bly, and the snap coming up now. Second and 10, no gain on that previous play. Ball still at the 17-yard line. Here's the snap, Wilson. 
Play action. Wilson, who's not extremely mobile, but can run a little bit. He's got no open receiver. He'll scramble ahead, get across the 20, up close to the 21. He's brought down by Georgia State linebacker Justin Abraham, and they'll place that ball right at the 20, three-yard gain. And it will bring up third down now for Old Dominion. Third and about seven. Kevin Swint in the ball game now. The Clemson transfer. Good to see him back in the lineup. As we got word this week that it looked like he'd be back and available. Ball in the 20. Snap here to Wilson on third down. Fakes the handoff. Wilson going to throw. And it's intercepted. Picked off by Keith Brown. Ruling on the field is an incomplete Just time. outside the 30-yard line. Well, they say it's incomplete, Dave. They no, hit the ground. Yeah, skip off the, the turf. But Bright Keys got up like he'd had the interception. Well, he's already on the ground, so there's nowhere for him to go. He's he's dead. This is not a pro game, but uh, obviously a uh, huge play there for Bright Keys. Ball so tremendously underthrown. There was a receiver running a go route, and obviously uh, the quarterback thought that he was going to be breaking it off and, and coming back, but... Brent Wilson and that wide receiver did not connect at all and forces a punt here. Panthers will get the ball back. Fourth down and seven. Ethan Dwayne will punt the football. Panthers go for the block. May have been partially deflected. Jakari Carter's got it. Carter, who's got speed, 35-40. Running to the far sideline. He'll get pushed out of bounds at the 45-yard line. Actually, it turned out actually the 46. There's a flag back down where the punt was. Unbelievable! It took them a minute, <laughs> maybe two, in order to throw that flag. Because I was watching, there was contact. One of the Georgia Roughing State the kicker. That's what they're going to say. Is that a five-yard penalty? They needed eight. Do you want them to kick it over again, or do you? Yeah, it's going to be a five-yard penalty because it wasn't running into the kicker. Well, it was fourth and seven. Trentus Livingston will once again be the one in control here of the ball game. So they needed seven. The ball was kicked at the 20. You kick it Moving over on again. the field is running to the kicker. Lot of return team. Okay. Keep going. And? Running to the kicker on the kicking team. Be five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. Look at that. So that would make it fourth and two. two. Yeah. And I can't see they're going to kick it again because Ethan Dwayne is returning to the field. So the, we'll call him the defender. The Georgia State player went underneath the leg of the kicker. He had made contact with the ball. His leg is up in the air, and he's still there. And the Georgia State player went underneath him, did not make contact with him, except the kicker's leg when it came down, it landed on top of him. Kicker takes a dive. He wins an award for it. Uh, but then again, they'll have to punt it all over again. Jakari Carter standing back just inside the Georgia State 40-yard line. Ethan Duane will punt it again. A high end-over-end kick, and that's going to bounce just inside the 45. It'll actually take a Georgia State bounce back towards the 45, and finally down there, Panthers are going to have outstanding field position. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Once this game gets settled down and they actually play with all these penalties and delays that we've had, Good job by the Panthers of letting that ball bounce. And it, with the wind, the way that it's it's been blowing here today, I thought for sure it would blow against where the Panthers were. 
It takes a side hop 90 degrees to the right, and it ends up in the middle of the field at the 45-yard line. That's where the Panthers will take over. All right, first down again right at the 45. Single setback is Marcus Carroll, the 2,000-yard-plus man. Granger now out of the shotgun. A couple of wideouts to his white, uh, right and lone wideout here near side. They're going to go ahead and dump it off to Talik Williams. And Talik will get hit just shy of the 50-yard line. He gets run out of bounds at the 48, so that'll be a pickup of three. And second down and seven coming up here for the Panthers. Just quickly, we put him in motion, and then you bring him in towards the offensive line. He catches the ball up the field. He breaks it to the outside, gets out of bounds for three. Talik Williams, Williams, Kadarius Thompson, wideouts to the right. Robert Lewis here to the near side. Snap coming up on second and seven. Snap to Granger. Takes the handoff. Granger not going to tuck it. Got a lot of room. 45 gets across the 50, and he's slammed down to the turf just shy of the Old Dominion 45-yard line. They'll give him forward progress to the 47, so about a six-yard pickup there. It'll be third short there for the Panthers. Georgia State this year on third down opportunities. Panthers have been good on third down this year. 46 percent 72 of 156 in the first 11 games of the season 625 and a turning clock to go first quarter seven nothing georgia state on the road here in norfolk virginia this afternoon seven guys in the box there are eight guys now we're gonna have to come out. out georgia state yeah, this play, is the first time out play clock was running for the first down. time that's good 30 call. seconds so Sean Elliott has Please to use reset a, the game clock to 6:18. Has Thank to you. use a 30-second timeout as the Panthers talk things over right now. 46-yard line in Old Dominion territory. 6:18 on the game clock, and they've got third and about a yard and a half, close to two yards to go. Again, I mentioned 72 of 156 on third-down opportunities this year. 46%. So normally you would see three players. There's a quarterback, in this case it's Michele Colacerto, a coach, and sometimes another that's over there on the sideline calling the plays in. And Michele's wearing a yellow vest here today. He's been doing it all season. Now, does he have the real play in the first quarter and the dummy in the second, third? doesn't matter. The signal was coming in late. You can hear the PA announcer, and there's some others that are making some noise here, and that play did not get called until the play clock was already down to near zero. Got to get right to the 45-yard line, near hash. Granger now going to roll out. Darren being chased. He's going to throw on the run, and it's picked off. Old Dominion, an interception. And it was Ashton Wintner, number 38, the Georgia Southern transfer from Greenville, South Carolina, that stepped in the passing lane and picked it off. Well, it looked to me like Robert Lewis, number one, was running a quick little out route. Darren hadn't released the ball, and as Robert got close to the sideline, he didn't want to stop, so he turns up the field. And when he does, Darren sees that as a great option. Uh, But unfortunately, Whitner, Ashton Whitner, the safety, read it perfectly and gets the ball for the Old Dominion Monarchs. They'll take over first and 10 from their 46-yard line. Ball on the left hash. Darren Granger just his seventh interception of the season, but it gives Old Dominion really good field position at their own 46-yard line. Here's Grant Wilson looking over to the sideline. He's a junior out of Arlington, Virginia, transferred to ODU from Fordham University. 
He's got four wideouts, two to each side, and Wilson now looking, and he's going to get sacked! 54th sack allowed by the Monarchs, and right in there for Georgia State was number 10, Henry Bryant, out of Delray Beach, Florida, the Louisville transfer. Well, we disguised the coverage on the top of the field. There were two receivers, and one of them ends up going deep. We only had one guy covering for a moment, but then when the play was, uh, right when the ball was snapped, we brought a second guy over, and that gave Henry Bryant just enough time as he needed while the quarterback tried to figure it out. Ball's back now at the at the 40. Loss of six, second and 16. And there's a pass, a screen pass far side. It's caught. There'll be a hold there. Dominic, Dominic Dutton, a South Carolina transfer. I think Jordan Holm, no, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong side. Jalen Butler, the tight end, might be guilty of holding there. Pass interference, offense, number nine. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot, replay, second down. You're right, that's the tight end, Jalen Butler, and that'll back up Old Dominion. So a sack and a penalty has Old Dominion moving in the right right direction yeah, if you're a, a Panther I'd, fan. Yeah, I'd almost want to ha- rather have the holding, but... Uh, while the ball was in the air, he was engaged with Bryquise Brown, and uh, that's a no-no. You can't do that. And so a uh, four- or five-yard completion now becomes a 15-yard penalty. Ball back at the 25-yard line. So they put a man in motion. Here's the snap. They go with an empty backfield. Wilson going to look to throw the football. He's got a man, and it's incomplete. In and out of the hands of number six, Kelby Williams. He's a sophomore from Houston. And that'll bring up third down and 31 with the ball back at the 25-yard line. Well, linebackers and safeties are all at the 40, so we're going to give them 15 yards. We hope that nothing else happens, but we're, we're going to play soft right now. Eight guys back for the Panthers defensively. We're going to rush three. Tariq Sims, the single setback just to the right of Wilson. And... They're just going to go ahead and run the football. He's got a big hole right up the middle, and he will get across the 30, cross the 35, up to the 37-yard line. Kevin Swint, the Clemson transfer, makes the tackle there for Georgia State. And the punting unit will come back on the field now for Old Dominion. Jakari Carter will set up right in and around the Georgia State 25-yard line. Panthers up 7-0, about to get the ball back with just inside of five minutes remaining here in the opening quarter from Norfolk, Virginia. Ethan Duane is the punter. Big kid. Bigger, 6-2. Here's the snap. Nice kick. End over end. And Carter's going to catch it, signaling fair catch. And he goes out of bounds and around the 21-yard line. You get a ball up high enough, as windy as it is here today, it's got a little bit of carry. Yeah, I think the locals here know, too, that the wind is an issue all the time. And he kicks an end-over-end kick, almost like a kickoff, but it's really slow rotation-wise. And and, uh, you get that wind, and it's like a knuckleball. And it's very difficult to catch. So Jamari did a great job of getting underneath it. That ball was way off to his right-hand side near the sideline. Jakari Carter and Jakaias Cradle, the wideouts here to the near side. Over on the far side for the Panthers, Robert Lewis. First down, ball at the 21-yard line. Lewis will go in motion. Quick toss after the snap from Granger. Lewis up across the 25, near side 30, 35, 40. Across the 45, but Harper, a flag thrown back at the 30-yard line. It's all coming back. What a great block by Amon Green, and they're going to say that he was holding. Oh, my goodness. There is a flag on the play. 
That's a 25-yard pickup, all for naught. So a great play negated by a penalty flag. Officials in discussion. Trennis Livingston. Now there's some that might be going, ah, maybe not. Personal foul, illegal blindside block on the offense, number 18. 15 yards in the previous five. We don't have an 18. Replay. Well, we do, but it's, yeah, it's P.J. Simmons. He was a safety, and yeah. he wasn't on the field, and it wasn't 18 J. Dixon. It might be backup running back number 16. But then again, a personal foul, it, it, it boggles my mind. So 15 yards from the spot of the foul, it would probably put us outside the chains. Trying to figure out where the flag, see the flag lands at about the 30 yard line. Yeah. But that was from the side judge and he was about the 50 yard line when he threw it. So it may not be exactly. So the center judge, the umpire, the back judge, they're all getting together. Go, okay, where's from the spot of the, the so the 31 yard line. They're gonna mark off 15 yards. So it'll go back to the 16. So it turns Correction out. was 15 yards from the spot of the foul. Replay it down. So the ball will be placed at the 16-yard line. So net-net, it turns out to be a five-yard penalty for the Panthers. It's still first down. Peter Kikwata and Jakari Carter now the wideouts here to the near side. Robert Lewis to the far side. Jakari goes in motion. And it's going to be a run play with Marcus Carroll. He'll run right up the middle. He'll get to the 19-yard line and then... The whistles will blow. They never actually got him down. It was about five or six dark blue jerseys in there trying to bring him down. I guess the first one in would be Jaleel Taylor. Well, that's at least the second time that I've counted that Marcus has been on his feet at the end of a tackle by five or six different guys from Old Dominion or more. So he gets four there. So now be second and 11. Ball at the 21-yard line. Jakari Carter had lined up in the backfield. Here's the screen pass to Carter. Carter's going to get hit right away. That's why I'm not a big fan of screen passes right there. Mario Thompson, a great read on the play, and it's going to bring up third down now for Georgia State. Third and forever. Third and 17 officially, as we're just, just over three minutes to go here in the first quarter. Georgia State, a 7-0 lead on the road here in Old Dominion. One guy that we needed to block, and we didn't get him blocked. Now they're going to drop eight. They're going to bring three. Old Dominion's defense. One of those would be uh, Chris Crane, the defensive end. He's junior. He's in a two-point stance. Three wideouts here to the near side for Granger. And Darren is going to go ahead and run the football with Marcus Carroll up the middle. He'll get across the 20 up to the 22. Denzel Lowry on the tackle there for Old Dominion. Lowry, a redshirt sophomore from nearby Virginia Beach. And the drive there, obviously, ha uh, hampered by the penalty. Will stall. Cade Loggins will come on to punt the football. Really need a good punt here from Cade. Back to field the punt is Isaiah Page. And he's standing at the Old Dominion 47-yard line. And that's going to be a low-line drive, going to take a bounce. It'll bounce just inside the 50, and the Panthers will down it pretty much where Page was standing. And now more pushing and shoving going on here. 
between Georgia State and Old Dominion. The officials jumping in the middle trying to separate the blue and the white jerseys. Well, how interesting is that someone can throw a punch now twice, no penalties, but yet you can get 15-yard penalties for a guy that uh, illegally cracked backs on the, that last call, whatever that last one was. So um, they better not throw any flags later on in the ball game because that's twice now that Old Dominion players have been punching our guys. I like the fight back from Georgia State, but uh, right now, because of that earlier play, well, one of their players was injured. There's a few guys that are a little chippy right now. All right, so here's Grant Wilson. Wideouts to the far side for Old Dominion. Balls at the 44-yard line. Amarian Granger, a wideout to the far side. Near side, Raymelo Murphy. They got two to the left and two to the near side here for wideouts. Here's the snap, and it's going to be... Wilson going to dump it across the middle, and there's a flag, and that was a penalty against Justin Abraham. The intended receiver that time was Keyshawn Wicks, and Abraham, the recipient of that penalty flag. We've had we've had a game's worth of penalty flags, and we've not even finished the first quarter. Pass interference, defense, number 48, spot foul, and automatic first down. So it was interesting that Grant Wilson looks left, keeps the ball, and then looks like he's going to do a Tim Tebow where he gets to the line of scrimmage and he ends up stopping just before he gets to the line of scrimmage and going over the middle for his running back, Wicks. We end up giving the penalty and a first down at the 44-yard line on the other side of the field. Wicks now shifting, quick snap. Wilson going to dump it off over here on the near side. Pass is caught by Jalen Butler. Jalen Butler. That'll bring up second down, second and three. They gave him seven on the pickup. The ball at the Georgia State 43-yard line. A correction, make that the 37-yard line. Here's Wilson. Chased out of the pocket. Wilson on the run. He's going to throw, and he's had a man in sight. Nice job, Gavin Pringle. Dove in front of the intended receiver and knocked the ball down. The intended receiver was Raymelo Murphy. I thought they had a 19. No, it was number 18, M Murphy. He's going to bring up third down and three here for the Monarchs. Well, you're right about Wilson, Dave. Not great speed. Just uh, tries to buy as much time as he possibly can before he lets go of the ball. Wilson out of the shotgun. A wide out in Murphy here to the near side. Two to his left. Here's the snap. And they're going to try to get the three on the ground, and they ain't getting it. Georgia State stacking him up and pushing him backwards. Great job there by the Panthers. Futures Lewis being one of those in there. Anthony Bloom getting a chance. Yep. Late blitz there at the line of scrimmage. I believe it was Justin Abraham goes and clogs one of those gaps. And it creates a fourth down. They're going to go for it. On fourth and three. A wide out here to the near side. And Amarian Granger, obviously with the empty backfield. Three wide to the left, two wide outs here to the near side. Fourth down and three inside of a minute to go here in the first quarter. 7-0 Georgia State. Snap on the way to Grant Wilson. Wilson, no steps back. His pass is batted down. John Trey. John, John Trey, Trey Hunter. Hunter, hands in the air, bats the pass down that was across the middle. And the Panthers will get the football back over on downs with 44 seconds to play in the first quarter. 
Nice little blitz there by John Trey. He was five yards at the snap of the ball, but he goes up to the line of scrimmage, just reads the eye of the quarterback, and when he was getting ready to throw it, he gets his hands up, and the guy throws it right into his hands. He deflects it, knocks it right back almost into Grant Wilson, the quarterback's lap. Falls incomplete. Panthers take over at the 37-yard line, first and 10. Kadarius Thompson wide out to the far side of the field. Talik Williams, Robert Lewis, Saman Green now goes in motion. Extra blocker along the front line. Here's the snap, and they're going to fake the handoff. Going to be a pass over here to Talik Williams. Talik going to run from the near side. Now turn it up to the middle of the field. He'll get across the 40, up close to the 42-yard line. Dropped there by Chris Trinidad. Boy, making it. Lemonade out of lemons. Talik was three yards behind the line of scrimmage and nowhere to go when he goes upfield. So he runs right back towards Darren Granger. Actually, Darren stands as a little bit of a barrier and uh, helps to free him uh, to get up the field a little bit in the middle of the field there, the ball at the 41. Gain of five, second down at five. They place it officially at the 42-yard line. And, and Granger fumbled the football, but picks it up and just runs straight ahead and picks up, I think, a first down. If he, if he isn't, he's awfully close. Yeah, they're not going to measure, but that's the end of the quarter. They'll yep. get to talk about it, but uh, it looks like they gave him the first down. Timeout. Off the first a fumbled quarter. snap. Yeah, ball was a little bit low, Dave, uh, just, be, uh, just above the knees, but uh, Darren was looking up, the ball hits his hands. Nice pickup to make something out of nothing to get that get the first down and we'll talk about that when we come back here from the break yep first quarters in the books here in norfolk virginia seven nothing georgia state leading old dominion and the second quarter on the other side of this timeout two minute break here on the georgia state football radio network when you're heading to center park stadium and want to look your best in georgia state blue Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Support for WRA. 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Now more Georgia State football as we bring you Georgia State and Old Dominion on 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Your radio station for Georgia State football is 97.5 Glory FM. Heard a line at WGTJRadio.com on the TuneIn Radio app, Simple Radio app, and on the Radio Garden app. 
Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw back here at SB Ballard Stadium in Chile, Norfolk, Virginia, 7-0 Georgia State. The only score in that first quarter was a 12-play drive that saw Darren Granger run it 16 yards for the touchdown. And uh, that drive was 5 minutes and 44 seconds. A lot of penalties in that first quarter. But the Panthers enter the second quarter with a 7-0 lead here on the road. Well, not only the lead, but they also have the wind at their back. So Darren should be throwing a couple of balls on the sideline just to see what the difference is instead of a ball dying on him. We went we went over the top once, and the ball ended up floating away on him. But you got a, a kicking perspective too, Dave, with your punts and any field goals. You could probably add an extra four or five yards to your distance because of the, the wind being at your back here for the second quarter. By the way, Darren's rushing touchdown, his eighth rushing touchdown of the season, and his 23rd touchdown of the year combined with 12, uh, combined with 15 in the air. Yeah, having a great year. All right, here's the first play, second quarter. Georgia State ball on their own 47-yard line. Now left to right across your radio dial. Here's the snap to Darren. They're going to go ahead and run it with Marcus Carroll. He'll run off left tackle, and he'll pick up about one yard before Malcolm Britt. Steps in to make the stop, and it will bring up second down and nine. Britt gets up from the back side. Uh, Marcus wants to run in between center and and the left guard. He had Amon Green leading the way for him, and he had some room, but uh, Britt from the back side ends up getting him from behind and, and bringing him down after a one-yard pickup. Jakari Carter in motion. Granger now takes the snap, going to roll out over here to the near side. The ball is caught by Marcus Carroll. That ought to be a late hit. He was already out of bounds when the Old bounds. Dominion player came in and leveled a hit against him. That was uh, And there was Hutchinson. an official standing right, right there. Timeout. Official. Yep, it's their own guy. It's uh, Henderson. All right, well, that would not be good news. There's an injured Monarch down right take, in front of their bench. And he, it, is, it is their best defensive player, Jason Henderson, out of Dingman's Ferry, Pennsylvania. First thing he did is he took his helmet off as if he knew something, something bad happened. It didn't look like a vicious hit or at least anything that would cause an injury, but it might have been that he twisted one of his uh, knees or an ankle, and they're looking at the lower left ankle right now. All right, so that'll bring us into a full media timeout following the official's injury timeout. And we'll be back to Norfolk, Virginia, with Georgia State leading on the road here at Old Dominion 7-0, back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com.
Georgia State a 7-0 lead on the road here at Old Dominion. Jason Henderson has been tended to on the Old Dominion sideline, and we're early in the second quarter. Panthers with the football, third down and six from the 49-yard line. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State University Athletics. Well, Henderson now needs a couple of his offensive line buddies to carry him off. I don't know where the cart is. I know they were tending to another player earlier in the ball game, but he's not putting any weight at all. What it looks like is Jason Henderson, who's their all-everything defensive player, ends up hitting Marcus Carroll on the sideline, but Rashid Reasons, the cornerback, was underneath him, and he bowed, after he made contact, I think he tripped over Rashid Reason and then twists his ankle or maybe his knee but the way he's he's being carted off the field there's no weight at all on either leg so he's being literally carted directly into that locker room he's going to be replaced by 47 koa nayo talala a freshman linebacker so hopefully we're going to get a chance to expose a, a depth guy that never comes out of the ball game, and now he is coming out, and we're going to see what happens here at Panthers. He might be the best middle linebacker in the Sun Belt. Or in the country right now with 160 tackles coming into today's ball game. Right, so we'll Dale Tala, the redshirt freshman from Newport News, Virginia, in at middle linebacker replacing Henderson. Panthers with the ball, 49-yard line, third down and six early here in the second quarter. Here's the snap. Granger, empty backfield. Darren going to run the football. He sidestepped one oncoming tackler. Now he gets gang-tackled and driven all the way back to the 50-yard line. But forward progress will have him Moving right the at the 45 or close to it. Stopped at the 45. Yeah, it'll be at the Fourth 45. Down. They drove him back a full five yards. Well, Darren ended up without giving any fake RPO or anything, just a straight read, and we're going to go for it on fourth down. We need two. Fourth down and two. Georgia State, eight of 18 on fourth down opportunities this season. And the first 11 ball games. Granger, ball at the 45. Jakari Carter goes in motion, but he's still on the far side. Here's the snap to Darren. Granger going to roll out, going to make a throw. Got a man, caught Jakari Carter. The Panthers convert on fourth down. And Carter is run out of bounds at the 40-yard line in Old Dominion territory. Had to get to the 42. He got to the 40. Yeah, we needed two, and we end up getting five. So great job of Jakari to find his way and get an open little spot there near the sideline and for Darren to find him. Panthers on the left hash at the 40-yard line. Snap to Darren. Coming up here on first down at the 40. Single setback just to the right of Granger. Is Marcus Carroll, Peter Kikwata, Jakari Carter, the wideouts here to the near side. Two wideouts far side, and Thompson and Lewis. And they're going to go ahead and run the football with Marcus Carroll. Marcus just lowering that helmet and that shoulder and just plowing forward. And he gets all the way down to the 35, five-yard pickup. And the tackle there, Zach Hagden for the Old Dominion Monarchs. Second down and five now coming up for Georgia State. Ball placed right at the ODU 35-yard line. Carroll again, single setback just to the right of Darren Granger. Kikwata and Jakari Carter, the wideouts over here on the near side. They stick two on the far side, Talik Williams, along with Robert Lewis. They're going to make the throw. Caught by Amon Talik. Green. Was that Amon? Amon. It was yep. Amon Green, not Talik. They'll give him four. And but that not should, five. That should bring up third and about a yard. Yep, third and one coming up for Georgia State. Balls at the 31-yard line. they got to get to the 30. Amon just 
in the slot, just basically goes up the field two steps, turns around, catches the ball. Green, Carter, and Kiglott on the wideouts near side. Lewis over on the far side of the field on third and a single yard. Here's Marcus Carroll shifting to Granger's right. They're going to hand it off to Marcus. He will plow ahead. He will pick up that first down. Big, big push from that Georgia State offensive line. And they got just enough territory there before Chris Trinidad jumped in and made the tackle. But Marcus Carroll able to convert. And on third and one, they move the sticks. Here's the snap with an empty backfield. Granger going to throw across the middle. Caught Amon Green at the five. Touchdown, Georgia State. 29-yard touchdown pass. Darren Granger, his 16th of the season. Georgia State now leads it 13 to nothing, and Amon Green was wide open, his third touchdown catch of the year. That's a Georgia State touchdown. How about that? What a great move when Ben Chukmata, the offensive lineman, ends up lining up almost at the top of the numbers on the left side. You could see the people on Old Dominion go, hey, hey, watch this guy, and everyone forgot the tight end running down the middle of the field. Great job. Liam Rickman on to attempt the point after. There's the snap, ball is down, the kick is up, it is on the way, and it is good. Georgia State, 14 to nothing on the road here in Norfolk, Virginia, over the Monarchs of Old Dominion. The Red Hats on the field. Before we break away for timeout, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Norfolk, Virginia, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ. Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. All right, 14 nothing, Georgia State. 29-yard touchdown pass from Darren Granger to Amon Green, his third touchdown reception of the year. And with the point after Georgia State with 11-32, has a 14-0 lead on the road here over Old Dominion. We're back at 60 seconds from Norfolk, Virginia. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Dave going along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw back here in S.B. Ballard Stadium in Norfolk, Virginia. The sun at the start of the game was uh, covering quite a bit of the field, not so much as it begins to set. Behind us here in the press box, the drive stats, Harper, 10-play drive led by Darren Granger and Marcus Carroll, 63 yards, and the time of the drive, 4 minutes and 12 seconds. Again, Darren Granger who throws his 16th touchdown pass of the year. So he's got 16 in the air, now eight on the ground as he rushed for that first touchdown 
at the start of today's ball game, and the Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Well, give credit also to Amon Green, our tight end. That's his 14th reception on the year. He has 87 yards, but two touchdowns. He was averaging 6.7 per reception. That one for 29 will certainly raise his average, but now three touchdowns for the young tight end, doing a fantastic job right over the middle of the field, getting that ball where uh, where uh, he, he settled in between the safeties and was able to do a great job of not only catching it, but taking it all the rest of the way into the end zone. So the Panthers will kick it away. Isaac Kone will handle the kickoff, and it's going to bounce in the end zone. It'll land on the M in Monarchs in the end zone to our right. The ball will come out to the 25-yard line for Old Dominion. And they've already lost two players today. One of them, Lamarian James, will try to get an update on his status, as well as the starting linebacker, Jason Henderson. The running back is Obi Sani. First time we've called his name in this afternoon's ball game. Keyshawn Wicks and Kadarius Callaway were listed, listed as the top two running backs in their depth chart. They're going to hand it off to Sani and he'll get swallowed up. Lucky to get to the 20, get, get back to the line of scrimmage if they're feeling good about it they'll give him a yard and put him at the 26 nope 25 shamar mccallum doing a great job skating down the line of scrimmage and making that play from behind second down at 10 they're going to go with an empty backfield grant wilson's got time going to put the ball in the air throws behind the intended receiver and he's trying to say he caught it it was intended, intended for page he had to turn around and really look into the sun. And an underthrown ball. Again, you're throwing into the wind. I'm sorry, uh, Trennis. Trennis wasn't done. Livingston, Trennis went Livingston, our, our referee. That'll bring up third down and 10 now. Didn't have his mic turned off. Four minutes gone here in the second quarter. 14-0 Georgia State on the road over Old Dominion. Kobe Jones, cornerback over here on the near side, along with uh, the safety, I should say, along with the cornerback, Gavin Pringle. Here's the snap. Again, empty backfield. Quick pass, and it's going to be incomplete. The intended receiver that time for Old Dominion was Javon Harvey, the redshirt junior from right here in Norfolk. He's the one that was punching players in the first play of the ballgame after that uh, injury, and he's on special teams now. Ball was thrown a little high. Pringle, Gavin Pringle's going the same. Oh, man, I, I could have had another pick. He's already got three for the Panthers. But great job defensively. We brought the, the house, you know, blitzed, forced uh, Grant Wilson to get rid of that ball early. He throws it high and away, and it forces a punt. And the Panthers, oh, there's a flag again on the punt. Fair catch signaled for. Got flags down that far end of the field. The Panthers roughing the kicker for the second time in this first half. We blocked the we should have blocked the kick. Yeah. Hold on. There's two penalties. Now this is on the second penalty is on ODU. ODU, then it's it's uh, Nolan Void. They'll just re-kick it. And instead, if you rough the kicker, now that's gonna be an automatic first down. So the back judge has a call. It's an illegal touch is what I'm thinking. It might be illegal touch there on Old Dominion. No, I got your call. You got my call. Which call are you going to go with? So they're still figuring it out. Boy, the officials have really dominated with the player in the first half. 
This is at least the seventh penalty that we've had. Yeah, all f five of the officials are in discussion right there at the 40-yard line. Well, the back judge is being told, no, wait a second, that's not a penalty. But yes, it is, and they're all walking around at the 48-yard line. That's where the ball bounced on the Old Dominion side. So it was a short kick. All right, here we go. Run into the kicker on the defense. That's a five-yard penalty. Kick catch interference on the kicking team. Those penalties offset, re-kick. Well, he pointed to Georgia State on both of those. Kick, kick catch interference. So they had a player that was too close to our guy when he called the fair catch. And I'll tell you what, man, my goodness. Panthers had a chance to block one there. Yep, Ethan Dwayne will punt again. And Jakari Carter now standing just inside the Georgia State 45-yard line with 10.48 to go here in the second quarter, awaiting the kick. Snap on the way, a high snap, and he was partially blocked. It was deflected. It's going to bounce out of bounds at just the 40, inside, the, right around the 40 or the 41-yard line of Old Dominion. Georgia State's going to have fantastic field position. I'm not sure if it was Isaiah Guy that ends up not being blocked, but he goes right across the face of the kicker, and he kicks it. The, the kick went off the inside of the foot of the kicker. Couldn't have missed it any worse without actually not kicking it. So it, will it be at the 39-yard line? We get a great spot out of that. Yep. A great spot. Yep, the 39-yard line. So that was about a net 12-yard punt. And the Panthers will have absolutely fantastic field position. So the Panthers will have it 39-yard line with an opportunity here to go up three scores. First down from the 39. Granger now looks back over to the Georgia State sideline. Kadarius Thompson, a wide out far side. Robert Lewis, Talik Williams over here to the near side. Three down defensive lineman as Lewis goes in motion. And they're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. Marcus has got some room. And he'll po uh, power right across the 40. A correction down to the 35-yard line. They'll spot it at the 34. Wayne Matthews, the outside linebacker, in on the tackle there of Marcus Carroll. Every time Marcus touches the football there's two or three sometimes four navy blue jerseys looking to make a tackle they gave him five second down and five ball at the odu 34 yard line snap to granger gonna make a throw he's got a man caught Kadarius thompson on the slide across the 20 down to the 17 yard line nice job a little post route there from the bottom of the numbers he breaks it over between the numbers and the hash mark and does a fantastic job of going low to get it the ball was uh he wasn't going to hit the ground, but Kadarius gets his arms and hands underneath it, and he takes it now to the 18-yard line where the Panthers will take over first and 10 there. 16-yard pickup there for the Panthers. Here's the snap. Quick toss. Talik Williams. Talik at the 15, and he gets hit pretty hard and bumped back to the 15, maybe the 16-yard line by Rashid Reason. Picks up three there. Talik does. Really liking that jet screen. We've thrown a couple of those today. 
And for those listening, it just Darren Granger gets the snap, and as soon as he does, there's a, a sprinting wide receiver that's just right next to him. He just basically pushes the ball right to him. It's a completed pass. Williams, Lewis, Thompson, three wide to the left. Snap to Darren, and he's going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll, running off left tackle inside the 15, still carrying the pile down close to the 10. Push forward to the 11. That's where they'll mark it. So he picks up four. We really had no business catching anything more than maybe getting back to the line of scrimmage. Marcus Carroll, 5'10, 210, senior Union City, Georgia. 13 rushing touchdowns on the season. And the Panthers now, third and three, ball at the 11 yard line. Single setback and Carroll just to the right of the quarterback, Granger. Darren will audibleize. Now Carroll will shift to the left. Three wide, Carter, Thompson, and Lewis over here to the right side. And as the ball is snapped, or right before it's snapped, timeout call. Georgia State, this is their second timeout of the first half, 30 seconds. Sean Elliott calls timeout, wants to talk things over. Well, the play clock was down to zero when he went over and sprinted over to the officials. It was probably at one second by the time he got the officials' attention. And the red hat has come on the field, so they have turned this 30-second timeout into a full media timeout. We'll take it with them. 14-0, Georgia State leading on the road here in Virginia. And we're back in 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Back here at SB Ballard Stadium, Norfolk, Virginia. Eight minutes, 19 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. 14-0, Georgia State leading it on the road, looking for their seventh win of the season. And coming out of this timeout, it'll be third down and three with the Panthers threatening ball at the Old Dominion 11-yard line. Boy, I want to get a touchdown here badly, Dave. I'm telling you, it's just uh, you need to separate and really drive as many points into the board as you can and kind of, you know, while they're down, uh, step on them, (laughs) crush their throats. Uh, Don't give them any air to breathe. And you got a chance to do that now, but we've got to pick up about two yards here on this one. I think it's four-down territory, if you ask me. I think you go for it here on fourth, especially if you're able to get it within two yards. But uh, Darren's been on today. He's 14-16 for just over 100 yards. He's got a touchdown. He did throw that interception early in the first uh, quarter on our second possession. But everything else has just been flawless. All right, coming out of the timeout. The good news is we're spreading people out all over the place. 
We don't have a receiver on the left side, but that would be Travis Glover, so he might be an eligible receiver depending on how we line up. All right, Red Hat making his way off the field. You say Red Hat, TV timeout coordinator. And here we go, coming out of the timeout. Again, four down territory. Third and three, ball at the 11-yard line. Left hash, here's the snap to Darren Granger. Going to hand it off, going to fake the handoff to Marcus. Carroll dumps a short pass across the middle. Caught by Amon Green. That's a Georgia State touchdown. The Panthers now lead it here in Norfolk, 20 to nothing. Well, Amon's going to have a new nickname. It's going to be the touchdown machine. Now he's got four of them. He had two in a game earlier this year. He has two here today. We faked the ball, the RPO to Marcus Carroll. Everybody, linebackers and defensive line, wants to stop that plug play that we do. And Amon Green just slips through the traffic and ends up with an 11-yard touchdown to give the Panthers a 20 to nothing lead right now with the PAT to follow. Liam Rickman's point after attempt is up, and it is good. And Georgia State quieting the crowd of somewhere around 14 to 15,000 here in Norfolk. At S.B. Ballard Stadium, Georgia State has a 21 to nothing lead here over the Monarchs of Old Dominion. Again, officially an 11-yard touchdown toss on the run-pass option play. Five-play drive, 39 yards, 227. And Harper, it all goes back to the deflected punt that gave Georgia State the ball at the 39-yard line in ODU territory. Well, thank goodness that Old Dominion ended up having a penalty on that same punt, well, the previous play, uh, to offset it. They had to do it again. Uh, They're not doing a very good job of protecting their punter here, and we've noticed that either on film, and we're going after them, and I love the the fact that special teams can make such a big difference. Now, you don't want to get penalties. You know, we blocked a kick earlier in the air, and we might get one here today, but uh, special teams really arising to the occasion here for the Panthers and now a 21 point lead here with eight minutes left to go in the second quarter still a lot of time here in the first half booming kick from Isaac Kones a fair catch signaled for by Isaiah Page and the ball will come out to the 25 yard line well a lot of times when we would go down to Sam Crenshaw along the sideline and the offense is doing really well you would say sam what's going on down there and he goes man the defense is they're going to pick it up too and i think that's just a contagious thing it's so good now you've had two three weeks four weeks where you've really struggled in a row and now you you're you're beating a team and you're not relenting at all so the defense now has a chance to get the ball back for the panthers Tariq sims lined up in the backfield as the single setback he'll now flare out he's a wide out to the far right they go with an empty backfield and wilson's going to run with the football and he's going nowhere maybe got a yard or two but he's not carlos fletcher goodness gracious yeah he is not the kind of running don't get the wrong idea he is not the kind of running threat that darren granger is wow they gave him a yard, second down and nine coming up from the 26. Quick snap, and they're going to run it up the middle. Nothing there. Nothing there. Yep. What are you hearing, Dave? What are you hearing out of our crowd? Yeah. Some a of the boobers are yep. out, yep. Well, as we said in the pregame, this is a huge game for Old Dominion as well. They've got five wins. And here's Wilson chased out of the pocket. 
Wilson is going to get dragged down and sacked back just north of the 10-yard line. Justin Abraham back there. Yep. Also back there, Shamar McCullum. Justin is just too up, fast. Yeah, it's going to bring up fourth down. You can't protect down. him. And the quarterback tries to get outside the pocket. There was nothing there. Panthers didn't come with the kitchen sink, but they brought two. So you have six-man blitzing against a five-man pass protection group, and it's going to force another punt. So a huge loss there. Justin Abraham's going to get credit for the sack, and the Panthers, once again, should get very good field position. Jakari Carter standing back at the 47 in Georgia State Territory. Ethan Dwayne gets that kick. Short kick. Yep, and it's going to take a ODU bounce right at the 50-yard line. It'll be down. Downing the football is Alex, Alex Rage. And they will place it right at the 50-yard line. Media timeout with Georgia State. 6.41 to go here in the second quarter, holding on to a 21-0 lead over Old Dominion and great field position on the other side of this media timeout. We're back at 60 seconds from Norfolk, Virginia. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Georgia State a 21-0 lead on the road here at Old Dominion. Final game of the regular season. Today's game on the radio network brought to you in part by Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. Well, we scored on our first possession, Dave, and then we had two punts in the following two possessions, and now we have two touchdowns in a row, three total here in the ball game. And now another great opportunity for the Panthers here with six minutes left to go in the second quarter. You've only got 50 yards. You start the drive at midfield. And the Panthers offensively have done a pretty good job today. They got a total of 206 yards. They passed for 112 and they've rushed for 94. We do have four penalties. There were two that were called back. So really they've been throwing the flag a lot at the Panthers here in the first half. But we're three of seven on third down. We're one of one on fourth. So a total of 34 plays. And the Panthers have done a really good job. Total offense for uh, Old Dominion right now, a total of five yards. Here we are just uh, with six minutes to go here in the second quarter. And I did say five yards total. So the Panthers defense has done an outstanding job. By the way, Amon Green now has 16 receptions on the year, four touchdown catches. And for Darren Granger, he's now thrown 17 touchdown passes this year. Darren makes his way out on the field. They stick two wide over here to the near side. And Peter Kikwata and Jakari Carter, Robert Lewis, the wide out to the far side of the field over there in front of the Georgia State sideline. 
And Marcus Carroll, the single setback just to the right here of Granger. Amon Green is the fifth eligible. He's going to be on the left-hand side just behind uh, Travis Glover there at left tackle. First down ball right at the 50. In motion, Shikari Carter snapped to Darren. Play action. Going to throw down the middle of the field. He's got Robert Lewis, and it's intercepted. Threw it a little too high. 17, Picked Nolan Johnson. Nolan Johnson. By Old Dominion, and he's returning across the 45, across the 50 into Georgia State territory. The second interception of the ball game for the Old Dominion Monarchs. And now the Georgia State defense will try to do what they did on the first interception, and that's stuff them and send them away with no points. Well, uh, Robert is in the middle of the field running a post route, and the ball was thrown to him because of the wind. It was a little off. It was behind him and high, and he goes up as high as he can to get it, and it was above him. And just so happened to be standing there is Nolan Johnson. Yep. Uh, that was kind of a gift. The ball ends up right in his hands, and now at the 45-yard line, Old Dominion will now have great field position. Darren's been now intercepted twice in this game, eight times this year. And a ball returned to the Georgia State 45-yard line. Fans again booing. Not liking the play selection. Yep. But you run right up the middle. You pick up maybe five feet. That's about a yard and a half. half. So it'll bring up second down and eight. Ball at the Georgia State 43-yard line. Grant Wilson out of the shotgun, lining up just to his right. The running back, Obi Sani. And they're going to give it to Sani. Tough runner. Runs in behind right tackle. Jontre Hunter grabbed him around the waist and made the tackle. That's going to bring up third down. He got down close to the 40-yard line. I think Javon Dennis was the first guy defensively to make contact. Wraps up his legs, and Sani falls forward. Third down and six. Empty backfield. Grant Wilson breaks away from potentially getting sacked. He's going to throw on the run. And it's incomplete. I don't want to see a flag on that one. The intended receiver was number five, Isaiah Page, over on the far side of the field. Well, don't tell me that Javon Dennis and Henry Bryant don't run sprints after practice. Both of them did great jobs to try to catch up to the quarterback and try to get him down in the backfield. It's now fourth down, and Old Dominion's in a position, hey, we got to win this ball game. So they're going to go for it. They need five yards. On fourth and five, Amarian Granger, Isaiah Page, Whiteouts to the far side. Near side here, Javon Harvey. Single setback just to the right of the quarterback. 5.25 to go here in the second quarter. Here's the snap to Grant Wilson, and I heard a whistle. Yeah, play clock. That's a delay of game. So that's going to back them up. Now they may have to punt. Yep. Unless they call timeout. Delay of game. Offense. Five-yard penalty from the previous spot. Remain. Fourth down. Boy, good job by the Georgia State coaches to be watching the clock there as it ticked down to zero and telling the official that you better throw the flag. Now, from the five-yard spot, when they needed five yards, I was going to say don't be surprised if Wilson drops back and then just takes off up the middle of the field because he's been known to do that. He's their third leading rusher on the team. Fourth down and ten as the ball's back to the original line of scrimmage at the 45. 5.24 5.24 to play second quarter. Sonny is the running back. They ain't running the football. 
And pressure up the middle, and Abraham. Wilson's going down. Justin Abraham and John Trey Hunter wreaking havoc in the backfield for the Monarchs of Old Dominion, and you love to see it. And hear it. You can, you can, you can join in on the fun, folks. If you want to boo, you can because it's something that the Old Dominion, just uh, the second time here in the ballgame, they've been shut down on fourth and whatever the distance is. On this one, it was fourth and ten, so they'll net out with zero yards again. And with the sack, the Panthers are going to take over in Old Dominion territory at the 48-yard line. Two interceptions please, today please from Old Dominion, and they 16. have zero points to show Nothing. for either. Nothing. Panthers take over at the Old Dominion 48-yard line. All right, let's punch one in, guys. Lewis and Williams wide out here to the near side. Carter and Thompson far side. Single back with Marcus Carroll. They're going to give it to Marcus off left tackle. Almost got to the outside, but got wrapped up. Is it 15? Again, Wayne Matthews. Yeah. One-on-one. On the ISO. Outside. Yeah, Wayne was not blocked, and it was basically up to Marcus to try to fake him out. He tried to shake him and go to the inside, but uh, Matthews makes a, a stop at two yards there for a pickup to the 46-yard line. Second down and eight coming up for the Panthers. They've got a wrong on the scoreboard ball at the 46. They're still showing first and ten. Now they've got it right. Second down and eight. Carroll just to the left of Granger. And Darren's got it. Option pitch. Marcus Carroll along the sideline. He's got to lower that right shoulder because he knew he was about to take a hit from Sean Asbury, the Boston College transfer. And that's going to bring up third down and five for Georgia State. 4.20 to go on a turning clock second quarter. Georgia State 21, Old Dominion nothing. Well, you run on the short side of the field and you have that pitch just like the old school Oklahoma or Nebraska football. And Darren got up the line of scrimmage. He had a one-on-one opportunity with the linebacker and decided to pitch it off to Marcus. He tried to make something out of it. Third and five now for the Panthers. Georgia State, nine of 19 on third downs. Boy, nothing there. Correction. On third downs, the Panthers are 73 of 158, 46%. That was Chris Trinidad there gets a great job of getting past the line of scrimmage into the backfield. The ball was given to Marcus, just basically let's go right up the middle. Panthers now four of nine on third down opportunities. Going for it again on fourth down. Yep. Now the Panthers nine of 19 on fourth down. That's what I was thinking of. 3.20 on a turning clock here as we get late in the second quarter. A three-touchdown lead for Georgia State on the road in the final game of the regular season. Yeah, we're going to basically let the clock expire. We're going to take the five-yard penalty, and then we're going to punt the ball back to them. The layer game, offense, five-yard penalty, remain fourth down. So Cade Loggins. Actually coming out to punt the football is number 46, the Gainesville, Georgia product, Tristan Lyon. He's a redshirt sophomore, former Gainesville Red Elephant. He's going to handle the punting, standing back at the 39-yard line. Yeah, Isaac Coney went uh, back under the tent earlier today. I don't know if he pulled a muscle there earlier, but here's one of the problems that you got. New punter, just get the ball up in the air, you know, let the wind take care of everything that it can for you. There's the snap. It's a nice, shorter end-over-end kick. 
and Old Dominion will have it at their own 15-yard line. Fielded there by Page on a... It's a good job, Tristan. Yep. Well, you don't want to kick it too far. You want to back them up and bottle them up in their own end. And That was a good kick there by Tristan Lyon. And now here comes Grant Wilson, the Fordham University transfer quarterback in the Old Dominion offensive unit with 3.04 to go here in the second quarter. 21-0, Georgia State leading. Ball right there in the Old Dominion 15-yard line. The running back will shift to the far side. That's Obi Sani, and they'll fake the handoff. And the pass is going to be caught by Raymelo Murphy, the sophomore from Fremont, California, far side of the field. And that'll bring up second down. Good for an eight-yard gain. Second down and two coming up. Inside of three to go here in the second quarter. Snap. And they're going to run the football with Sonny. He's got some room, but he's not getting away. He picks up the first down. He's not getting away from Jeremiah Johnson. He found quite a bit of open green space in between the hash mark and was able to get up to the 35-yard line. Look for some short passes here for the rest of the half. And now they're going to try to go downfield here, and it's going to be Harvey, and he had the football in his hands and dropped it. Jeremiah Johnson, Gavin Pringle in the coverage. Harvey, helmet down, making his way back over towards the Old Dominion sideline. Dave, I don't think you could have handed it off and given him a uh, better ball to catch. Ball hits him right in both hands were on it. Yep. Just did a great job of you know, nice speed. Gavin Pringle just couldn't run with him. So Panthers are going to uh, bring Isaiah Guy into the ball game and see if he's going to be here as a cornerback on the right side defensively. He'll be in one-on-one coverage over here on the near side. they got to get this play call. they got five seconds now on the play clock, and they're still shifting people around. Kelby Williams, the wide out here to the near side. Here's the snap on second down. It's going to be a keeper here by Wilson. 35-40, 45-50. Gets into Georgia State territory. I said earlier he's not the fastest of quarterbacks, but he ran the ball really well on that keeper. Well, he's he's a keeper in terms of all the sacks that he's had has really hurt him. He's averaging 1.7. He does have one touchdown on the ground, but he's got 179 yards of, of uh, gains uh, in spite of all the problems with his sacks. Gets to the 43. And just as the ball is snapped, a whistle. Timeout. Georgia State, prior to the snap. 30-second timeout and final timeout for the first half. Wilson scampers 22 yards. Please reset the game clock to 2-0-5. Thank you. On that first down run. And a ball right now at the Georgia State 43 with two minutes and five seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Final well, game of the regular season for Sean Elliott and Georgia State trying to get to that seventh win and at the same time bring to a close a four-game losing skid. Well, defensively, you had every other option that was taken care of there on that previous play, except if the quarterback takes it to his left-hand side with no tight end and one receiver. You have a big opening there, and what you said, Dave, 22 yards later, they're in Panther territory. They're at the 43-yard line. Now, they haven't been in Panther territory much. That last drive started at the 45-yard line, but they ended up having to punt. So it's first and 10 from the 43 here for the Monarchs. Cody Jones, the UMass transfer, in at safety now for Georgia State. Over here on the near side. 
First and 10, ball at the 43. Here's the snap, and it's going to be a run play. And running off right tackle was Obisani. Cody Jones. Correction, that was Tariq Sims, the running back out of Leesburg, Virginia. Corey Warren in the ball game, and he wasn't able to bring him down, but Cody did there right at the very end of that play, a five-yard pickup. Second and seven. They gave him three. Here's Wilson. He's got time. Now going to be chased out of the pocket. Wilson is... Ah, he went down. That'll go as a sack for Georgia State. Henry Bryan again. Yep. And a huge, huge loss of yards. They'll give him forward progress to the 48. Timeout. Old Dominion. This is their first timeout in the first half. 30 seconds. So 12 yards there on the loss. And Old Dominion is now going to call timeout. So they will burn a 30-second timeout with a minute and 30 seconds to go here in the second quarter. 21-0, Georgia State leading on the road here in Norfolk. Fourth sack there by the Panthers here in the ballgame. And Dave, you were right. Now, the fans, (laughs) I guess they're used to it. 53 sacks. Old Dominion has given up. Well, that's now 57. (laughs) That's just... That's just not good pass protection, if you ask me. Big offensive line. They're not as big as LSU last week, but still. Well, 6-5-2. The starters, 6-5-2-95, 6-4-3-0-4, 6-4-2-95, 6-3-2-92, 6-6-2-95 across the front line. All right, so it's third and forever. We're going to rush three. We're going to drop eight back, and we're going to give quarterback Grant Wilson some time to throw hopefully it's an incompletion or Panthers can get a pick out of this here's the snap Grant Wilson he's going to roll out to the far side of the field across the 45 across the 50 he'll get bumped out of bounds by Brykeese Brown just inside the 45 he almost got back to the original line of scrimmage they'll mark it at the 44 so he picks up about 11 maybe 12 yards it's fourth and 11 and they're going to go for it. With 1.23 to go here in the first half. On fourth and 11. Panthers again defensively. Going to see if we can't make something happen. Now we're going to show blitz. Ball at the 44. Wilson standing right on the 50-yard line. We're dropping people back. Yep. We're going to rush three. Snap on the way to Wilson. And he'll step up in the pocket. He's going to look to throw. Can't find a receiver. Finally finds one, throws towards the end zone, and it's good job. Incomplete. Nice job of the coverage. Wow. Because they had a receiver standing by himself in the end zone. When the ball was thrown, that was that 18? Is that uh, Murphy? Ray Mello Murphy. Was uh, probably three or four, a little more than that, probably 10 yards of space. But Taiji Leach ends up seeing the ball being thrown and just like a Panther, he just instinctively goes to where Murphy was. And the ball hits off his shoulder pads to fall incomplete. The Panthers will take over at the 44-yard line. They don't have any timeouts, Dave, but I don't want to sit on the clock either. I want to score again. We need to do that. Well, the Panthers, pretty good field position here. First and 10 from their own 44-yard line. Left to right here in the late second quarter. Snap on the way to Darren Granger. Three wide here on the near side. Darren 
Going to make a throw over here to the near side. It's caught by Robert Lewis, and he'll get wrestled down. But forward progress should put him in about the 44-yard line. Well, they're going to give him forward progress to the 45 in Old Dominion territory. So 11 yards on the pickup, and the Panthers will get a first down out of it. That'll stop the clock for a couple seconds. Panthers will take the extra yard. Here's the snap again. RPO, they're going to fire down the field, and it's going to be incomplete. That one hung in the air quite a bit longer than I think. Well, I think Darren got, he's holding his fingers right now behind yeah. his head, but he's, he was flicking his hand as if he got hit right when he let go of that ball. To me, it looked like the way that it came out of his hand, that it was either deflected or something something goofy because it looked like a bad punt. It was not a spiral at all. Second and 10. 57 seconds to go. Ball of the Georgia State 45. Granger and Carroll. Carter looking over to the sideline as the play is signaled in. We got man to man. We're going to call timeout. No. Nope. nope. Got a Somebody flag. Moved. We have a flag on the play. Now that could affect things dramatically here if it's on the Panthers. And it looks like it's going to be. Illegal snap. Offense number 65. My goodness. Five yard penalty. Remain second down. So that's on Avery Reese. While everyone was looking over to the sideline, Avery must have adjusted the football. ball was not snapped so now the Panthers facing a second and 15 ball right at the 50-yard line play clock down inside the single digits Granger here from the near hash and they're gonna go ahead and run it with Marcus Carroll he's gonna get brought down ASAP shoestring tackle there by number 34 Jaheel Colbreth a redshirt freshman from nearby Virginia Beach. He's listed as a defensive end. He looks more like a linebacker. Just a real fast guy. You don't block him, and he ends up going across the play, skating down the line of scrimmage, catching Marcus from behind. So third down and 15 now for 27 seconds. Old Dominion has two timeouts, but they're not going to call one. Bond Green goes in motion on third and 15. Panthers going to run it with Marcus Carroll right up the middle. He'll plow across the 45 in Old Dominion territory down to about the 46, 47-yard line. He'll get seven yards. Now are they going to call timeout? It's going to bring up fourth down. That's interesting that Old Dominion didn't stop the clock. Nope. And that'll close out the second quarter. First half is in the books. Georgia State headed to the locker room with a 21-0 lead here at the end of the first half in Norfolk. Well, I wish it were 28, Dave, but like you in Tennessee and you still want those three extra points and you'd love to have seven, uh, I'll take the victory right now in terms of it's 21-0. You won the first half, but you got to come back out now. We did not win the coin toss. Police at the game clock the 20 minutes. Old Dominion won the toss and ended up deferring, so we'll kick off to them. But the good news is we'll have the direction of the uh, of the of the wind, and hopefully we'll we'll take it in the fourth quarter instead of the third. But we'll find out more about that as uh, halftime proceeds. All right, stay with us. Our Panther halftime show from Ballard Stadium here in Norfolk, Virginia, coming up. Georgia State in the locker room here with a 21-0 lead over the host Old Dominion Monarchs. Back after this two-minute timeout with our halftime show, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. 